and I do agree there is this cool piece of there not being like a final battle scene. Yeah. There the Absolutely. final scene. A final hug. Is a hug it's a giant and a hug. love, like a love train of <laughs> saying kind amazing. words. And Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I am Macy. Welcome to episode number 96. This is a very special episode. A very, <laughs> a very special episode. Isn't that a name of an episode? It, no, not for us. No, oh. for, of, of the oh, show. Oh, I think so. But I do think a, a very special episode is code for like sort of an 80s after school special that dealt with a serious topic. Oh, that's like something that people which call is a what, special episode. Which is what it was yeah. when it was, because it was Sunstone. Yeah. And, okay, you guys, it's Steven Universe. <laughs> future? Uh, future, yeah. Steven this Universe is Steven future. Universe Future. And I do think some bonus content may be coming your way during the COVID era. Of just Steven Universe breakdown? We have some time on our hands. Yeah. We're out here working, but we have more time on our hands. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's just a different kind of way of existing. Do you want to do a... a, a Two to three minute COVID check-in. Two to three minute COVID check-in. Sure, I think that's a good idea. Um, how are you? I'm I'm good. Uh, it's really hard. Um, it's it's the, the everything that's happening in the world is sad. So I always have to preface that it's sad. It's scary. It's uncertain. You know, you can't hear that phrase m- anymore. It's like everywhere in these uncertain times. Everything is premised. Any commercial, any news program in these uncertain times. Like okay, um, but. It's it's like nice weather here. As an Enneagram 5, I am not feeling itchy. I don't have any social itches. I'm not like, oh, the cooped. I'm like, I can sit in my house all day. All day. No problem. I've got some nice spaces carved out in my house. You found your solo zones. <laughs> yeah. I uh, Yesterday especially, I was like, just a very nice, chill day. Yeah. And couldn't be more content. So I I, I want to say that and not sound insensitive. I don't think it's insensitive. I think that that's your reality. I think yeah. you can speak your experience, and I think some people might be feeling that. You also, I don't have kids. You don't. Your kids are older, mm-hmm. which that totally allows it to be much more of like a true solo space that you can have. I mean, we've had we're quarantined. What I, I I've, I've been told not to use the word. We're not actually quarantined in the S- purest sense. Sheltered in place. Yeah, but I mean, we've had our little flare ups as a family because we're all just. Mm-hmm. it together all day but like um you know i read an article today that was like the maddening social media posts of celebrities right now because they're all just so fine hmm. and living in luxury and not having to worry and and hmm. they're more knowing the normal you know interesting so i feel a little bit like well yeah i'm ultimately okay for now yeah and i can enjoy so it sounds insensitive but I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good right now. I th- yeah, I think it's it's okay to. Speak I guess I'm saying I like I like the slowed down. Nature I like the slowed down nature. Yeah, the yeah. the staying inside, mm-hmm. not going, needing to do so many engagements. Fine, totally fine, <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. Not. I mean, I think there's gonna be something really exciting about 
things getting back to quote unquote normal, whether or not they'll ever be totally back to normal. Yeah. But like, I'm not like, I'm like I said, I'm not itchy. I'm not like, oh, when, no, we're almost there. I'm kind of like, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you? A little bit itchy? Um, I feel a little less itchy. I okay. would say about a week ago, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, although that's not necessarily, I mean, it, it's ups and downs, I would say. I think I definitely do feel, I have like a lot of wonderful things that are coming from this. So it's like out of the season, I feel like. I've been able to like bond and be with my like family that I live with even more Mm -hmm. in a really sweet way. And I'm really grateful for who I live with. And I've also like had more of an opportunity to do like art that I don't normally have time or energy to do, which is like really epic. But I also am like a little bit feeling depraved socially, which I'm like, I'm so ridiculous because I do consider myself as being overwhelmed by social situations sometimes, but I think in general, I actually am probably more of a social creature than I think. And I'm really sad to not be able to work at the capacity I'd like. But then I also get to like, lately I feel like in this past week, I've like gotten a lot better at connecting with kids as a teacher. It's like, okay, now I know I have months. So it's like, it took a long time to figure out what I'm doing. And now I like feel like I know what I'm doing a lot more. So that's nice. I don't know. But then I also am like, we're all doomed and the world's ending and we're all going (laughs) to die often. And I'm like really in that existential space. So I don't know. Yeah. If it's not this, maybe a different pandemic. Yeah. And just like this, it feels so weighty that we're all doing this. We're so vulnerable. We're so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. There's this, there's just this whole shifting of, the way things work, it was like all of a sudden it's like this halt and you have to rethink everything. Um, I mean, even just walking around and having to stay six feet away, it's like it is a kind of small thing, but then it really is no small thing. Mm-hmm. Like the implications, we have to shift our social culture, our language, the way we interact with each other. It's like relearning so many new aspects to life. And it's, we're in this for long, like now we know we're in it for more. Like we recently found out schools are closed for us way longer, Mm -hmm. which it is almost helpful knowing just how long it's going to be because then you can be more prepared and more just keep your head down and keep going day after Mm -hmm. day, you know? Mm -hmm. So not knowing when the light is coming is... A little tough, but like one day we'll all gather again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we're looking in Seattle here at like the forecast, and it's like endless days of pure sun, I know. which is like for us here in the Northwest, everybody is a treat, especially a big in treat. April. Yes. I mean, it's that's very big. Mm-hmm. So to be able to just actually today I wore shorts, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. actually wear shorts and be out in the sun is a true gift mm-hmm. for this time, mm-hmm. but also probably dangerous. Shorts. No, just oh, like wearing shorts. Hopefully, is we don't. Hopefully, we can still go outside safely yeah, and yeah. enjoy the sun, right? Right. Without it becoming an issue, but COVID checking. COVID. Check. I mean, COVID check. This is this is where again it's like free form thinking. I don't want to sound insensitive. Yeah. Because because I am sensitive, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm aware. I'm aware. 
And and yet I do think we as a society do need to try to see some silver linings, right? Yeah. We need I to think, be positive. I think it's this both and. I feel, yeah, I don't know. There's so many things where I feel like to a certain extent, like the whole thing is like a giant slap on the wrist to the world. Like, hey, slow down, snap out of it, rethink what you're doing. Look, mm-hmm. you know, stop it. You know, yeah. be a little bit more thoughtful, everybody. I don't know if it's necessarily happening but (laughs) well like for example i was thinking with all these zoom things and in the church world like it does feel a little bit um extra to to meet all the time like could you take one sunday a month and just stay home and do the zoom thing now like we've learned to do that yeah that seems like if churches decide to do that that's good for the environment that's just one small thing I know, I know. I'm I, in my head. I'm like, okay, but at the same time, because of this, we're giving more money to fossil fuels, and that's people not like driving their cars is so small compared to the amount of money going to the fossil fuel industry as a result <laughs> of trying to stimulate our economy because of COVID right now. Well, that's just an example. I know. Of- I'm I'm not I'm not I'm like your silver lining. I'm crashing it down like a mean person. <laughs> you know, you're not you're not crashing anything down because there's. I'm not like emotionally invested in that. No, it does give us chances to reimagine. I just also am slightly disappointed in the way a lot of people are responding from COVID. What's an example? This right now, like funding the fossil fuel industry oh, right, that's right, happening right. world, like in a lot of nations. And it's like, what the heck? If anything, COVID is teaching us how we're vulnerable to our environments. But it's like the response is to stimulate our economy with funding that. Mm-hmm. Mad. Well, people can still make individual choices. No, it's true. Yeah. People can, but it's like those individual choices are are small compared to these large systematic ways in which we're breaking well, down our no small thing environment. Though, so. Okay, Steven Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be hopeless. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to be hopeless. I don't want to be hopeless. I'm sorry. This is the thing. It's... If there's a, an aspect of this where it does feel, I said this, existential and like, is the world ending? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's hard for me to escape that this does feel like just the start of a potential downfall. But I do think hope is probably a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, to me, for some reason, it feels like a rebirth. Like, it's a potential, like, the world learning. Like, the world learning that it, it, it could if... Yeah, if it want to tackle climate change, if we came together on that. I think so. I think you're right. I think it might be the awakening that we need to yeah, come together. Maybe. Well, you're maybe right. You're right. I, I would like to hope. The corporations I've been are a little win. bit welcome <laughs> to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, yeah. Steven Universe future. Steven Universe, Steven Universe also kind of talks about climate change. What do you want as a subtle? We're going to start by popping off. Yep. Everybody, when we say pop off, that means just a free form. You're going to be privy to a free form conversation. It's like it's like the show wrapped, and now Macy and I are just sitting down and talking. Mm-hmm. We don't have show notes. We don't have anything to guide us. We just want to talk about the show. You guys, Steven Universe future just ended, and I think we just okay. Preface: I think we need to give ourselves full, and I think we already do. Like nerd out abilities let's like do we, it that's the whole point Steven, of this thing and we hope that you like steven if you're listening this far or listening to this episode and if you don't watch steven universe watch steven universe future mm-hmm. come back or listen to this and then go watch it yeah yeah all those so, things we um, still have spoiler also spoiler warnings we will be talking about 
the end of Steven Universe. <sighs> you know, you know. I didn't even want to say it. I just say, for me, I don't know where it came from, but I just do not care about spoilers. I don't care. There's oh. not even, I'm not even 2% care. I don't care, care a decent amount. Yeah. Like if I if I somehow was a fan and hadn't gotten around to listening or watching Steven Universe yet and I was listening to this episode. You would listen and be fine yeah. with the spoilers of how things happen? Yeah. yeah. That is shocking to me because <laughs> you don't get to experience the moment in its like full rawness. It's not true. That's why I, that's why I, if anything, it's even more profound because I've been, I've been prepared for it. And now I'm going to be like, this is that part. And oh, you know. And yeah. But then you don't get to have the freshness of it being like without anyone else's like own perspective shrown over it. You know, <laughs> the only, the only thing I can really say I care about is like this sh- movie that came out recently called knives out, which is like a murder mystery. And the mm-hmm. whole fun of watching the movie is like, it's like what they call a whodunit. You know, it's like yeah. the whole thing is leading up to this big reveal of who, like, did, who it. did it. But if somebody was like, Oh, at the end, Steven turns into a monster and it's a, 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 a metaphor for his inner demons and all the anxiety and trauma he's feeling. And then all of a sudden everybody turns big and hugs them. And I'd be like, wow, I can't wait to watch this. Thanks for telling me. Whoa. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> I'd be like, don't tell me stop right there. Yeah. yeah no, no, I don't want to know. Okay. Well, a lot of the things we've been watching here comes pop off. It's like, uh, everybody highly recommend uh, crystal clear in the round table mm-hmm. with awestruck box. Awestruck <laughs> <laughs> box. Um, I've gotten really into watching those over the years. It's become so familiar. I remember the early days I thought I was watching this weird fringy thing and now I'm just like, it's like my home. I'm like, oh, Crystal Clear. Oh, here I am, Crystal Clear. Yeah. You guys, you too. Welcome back to Crystal Clear. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa was listening to me watch that the other day. She's like, why does he talk like that? I'm like, I think it's like showmanship, you know? <laughs> it's like how he does it. It's so amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've been they've been predicting that that, that in the in the opening song of Steven Universe, when that monster appears in the back, that that's Steven. Oh, and it's really? corruption. They, almost everything about that, and all over Instagram, there have been, you know, fan art of Steven being corrupt and turning into that monster. Yeah, and yeah. they've been calling him. They've been calling him Wormy Boy. Wormy Boy. Yeah, B O Y. See, I haven't gone on to Crystal Clear until today. Yeah. And I only watched some recaps, so I didn't watch any of the like the fan theory of mm-hmm. what was going to happen for future. So when it happened, I was like, there it is. But I wasn't like, oh, they ruined it. Shoot. Gosh, they ruined the whole show. <laughs> I was like, here it goes. Let's see what happens. You know, I was just like. Wormy boy. <laughs> Wormy boy. Here comes Wormy boy. I was like, they were right. You know, if anything, I was like, they were right. I mean, obviously, none of these fan theories, they, they didn't know. Without going too much on our side trail, I do think I'm a little bit more okay with people who don't know making theories and guesses. I don't want somebody who has seen it to tell me what they've already seen. Yeah. That, there's a difference. There's there. a difference. But I will say I, d- I don't have that. So I, I hear what you're saying and I appreciate it and I respect it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but some of my f- most intimate moments with friends has been when they've recapped something for me and something... I just get immersed in it. I mean, one of my biggest things to this day, a good friend memory and a good moment in my life was when my friend Sean came back when I was living in this house with him my senior year and he had just seen Mulholland Drive, which is a David Lynch movie. And 
up until that point, I'd only seen Twin Peaks, and I didn't even really associate that with David Lynch. I was mm-hmm. just like, it's a show. So he came back, and he was like, I just saw this movie, Mulholland Drive. It was probably like one in the morning, and I was like, oh. He's like, I've got to tell you about it. And he just sat and told me the whole movie. And I was like, what? And then he's like, and then listen what happened. And then this. And I was like, what? And I was like, this sounds crazy. I was just riveted. And then did you go see it eventually? I probably saw it a year later. And I just remember thinking, whoa, this is that movie Sean was talking about. And then as I'm watching, I'm like, wow, he was right. Oh, this is just as weird as he said it. And oh, here comes that scene. And whoa. And now I got to call Sean. And and it just wasn't like, oh, he ruined it for me. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it was just some, yeah, I got to actually see the thing he was telling me about. I don't know. There's something sweet about that. Maybe I'll come around one day. No, no, you have to come around. Everybody has a style. It's true. Yeah. I, I like to have a little bit of pre-knowledge, I guess, but I just don't want to post, especially something like Steven where it's like, I've been following it. There is something that I also love to give away spoilers. So I love to give be given spoilers and I like oh, to give them. Oh. So there has been moments when we've been watching Steven where I've watched it before you where I've wanted to call and say, oh this my happened. gosh, tonight this thing happened with Peridot and have you be like, whoa, tell me more. And I'm like, well, this and this. But you're always like, don't tell me anything. I'm like, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> okay. What are your initial <laughs> thoughts on Steven Universe future overall? Satisfied? Mm. Mm. So satisfied. So satisfied. You know, I'm, I, I, I am... This is the thing about me. It's like, I'm not a dark person. Mm-hmm. Like even this last little conversation about COVID, I skew optimistic. But <laughs> I can entertain a lot of darkness. Yeah. To me, I live with the darkness. I'm like, the world's a dark place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, I, and I let it in. And nobody says, oh, let's watch this dark movie. I'm like, no, no, oh, cover my ears. Blah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watch a show like this and I'm not critical. You know, like... They would they would have had to do some really stupid weird things for me to not like it. Yeah. And so I'm just so satisfied, so satisfied. Yeah. I've seen some headlines as I've been clicking around on the internet where it's like five things we loved and five things we hated about Steven Universe Future. I'm like, I don't need to read them. It's five things we hated. What? Well, I wonder what they would say. Didn't even click on it. I not wonder, interesting. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not. I don't need to be given that in my brain. I'm like, no I'm, hate. For I'm Steven honestly Universe. happy. I'm honestly, I'm honestly very happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I know we'll get more specific as we go, but uh, I'll, okay. Let, let me just, for, for the sake of just <laughs> the poppy <off> conversation, <laughs> um, it was indulgent in the best way. Mm-hmm. It's like most shows you don't get this re- reprieve. Like if you think of some of your favorite shows growing up, I don't know. My era of cartoons was like He-Man or something like that. Like I loved He-Man growing up. I don't know. He-Man. And it's like, I don't know much about the cartoon business. Well, you know, She-Ra, right? Well, no, and I just told Matthew today, I was like, now do I watch She-Ra now that Steven's done? I've been hearing some good things about She-Ra. I think so. I think that's the next the next iteration. So She-Ra was in the He-Man era, too. This, so this is like a remake of She-Ra. Okay. And She-Ra is like the girl version of He-Man. Um, and Voltron was a show in the 80s, too. And I know which Matthew said I need to watch Voltron. It's good. We've watched Voltron as a family. Um, it's not like Steven. It's Good. It's I know. Good. I kind of think Steven is Steven the apex of like series cartoons. Oh, well, I mean, if we wanted to get into that conversation, everybody knows we'd have to start bringing Avatar into it. People know we'd have to start bringing Dragon Ball Z into the conversation. I know. I know. And I really, 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 really someday want you to watch Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. Because you would love it. And <laughs> the lead character is either a four or an eight, and I think you really love him. <laughs> and it's like a lot like a darker avatar, but 
I do feel like I now need a different cartoon because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've been so... Stephen has been the, my ride or die. Well, Rebecca Sugar's husband is the creator of OKKO, and I've heard really good things about that, but I don't know if it's like on the same level as Steven, but um, there's a lot of good shows out there. I, mean, I know, I know. I like... I, the <laughs> thing about a, getting a new show is it's like you have to reintroduce yourself to the characters. Like There's that whole groundwork that I just have to do. Of the first few episodes. Not reintroduce, introduce. Yeah, that's what I mean. Introduce, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm offended. <laughs> Say sorry. <laughs> oh, so Stephen, um, I mean, uh, for, for, I think we've probably said this in this podcast, but for me, I, I discovered Stephen personally probably like five years ago. So it's a real true, and even as I say it, I don't feel like I marked it well enough with my family. Like it was a true bonding thing with my kids. Yeah. Um, and we discovered it like on vacation in Santa Barbara. I think I'd forced them to watch like three or four episodes before we had left. Mm-hmm. And I imagined like Jack's 15 now. So I imagine at the time he was maybe 10, which is so which sweet to think the about. The fact that Jack, the the age is beautiful for mm-hmm. Jack, I mm-hmm. feel like. <laughs> yeah. And Mar- my wife, Marissa, goes to bed early. So on vacation, it was like we were, we were binging this. Hmm. Um, and I remember the newest episode that came out while we were on vacation was the mindfulness episode. Wow. And we were just like, gosh, these are the new episodes? Whoa, this is good. Like, yeah. look at this. Uh, and as a dad, I was just like, this is so cool that we're watching this together, you know? Talking about our emotions, you know? I'm like, and I, I, remember, I remember on that trip, um, you know, my wife would go to bed around 9 or 9.30. Of course, we've all, we're on vacation, so we've had this beautiful day, but all day we're sort of pumped to, like, start up Steven again. Yeah. And and we had been watching it. And as everybody knows that as a Steven fan, we're just assuming anybody that's listening to this is a Steven fan. Yeah. It's like we're approaching jailbreak. Oh. Which gosh. to me probably is the best episode if we're really getting into it. It's like it's the most it's it, it, it changes everything. It does feel like one of the most powerful episodes. Yeah. And it has stronger than you in it, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were leading up to it and things seemed to be getting more serious. And mm-hmm. I had also been poking around on the internet and seeing that things were getting more serious. So I was like, is this, I think I've been reading some things. I think it's going to get serious, you know? And, <laughs> and then it get, got to that episode and we were just like, what is happening? And we were just as a family, like me, Jack and Avery, just like, whoa. And Marissa would wake up in the morning and be like, what is going on with you guys? And we're like, we're watching this amazing show. <laughs> 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 and so we have really been on a journey as a family and as a dad and, um, so I'll, I'll let you say I was saying like indulgent in the sense that most kids series, you know, it would wrap up with change your mind. So first of all, mm-hmm. we got a movie. We got a then, movie and then Steven Year's Future. Yeah. But even as, so I, even after that, we get like this aftermath, this like extra chapters. And it just feels like I, I just love to be in this world. And mm-hmm. I love what they did with this character. And we, we got all we all got so used to teenage Steven. It's like even now when I see young Steven, I'm like, oh, yeah, that like guy. Like little, little Steven. Steven. <laughs> yeah. I know. I do think it was a really good and sweet move of them in terms of helping us as an audience mm-hmm. move on. Like to see that Steven moves on mm-hmm. and like Steven gets older. And mm-hmm. for us, I mean, I guess we're in the popping off. I'm like, I don't know if we'll get into it, but it's like the last episode, they really do allow it or honestly throughout the whole thing, they, they let us have these moments of kind of saying goodbye to younger Steven. Yeah. And totally. it's like, thank you. Cause we know it's coming to an end too. Mm-hmm. And this, I feel like the crooniverse, like you watch snow day today. 
Snow Day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that episode. I watched it last night and it's that whole episode is a nod to younger Steven. Mm-hmm. It's all these nostalgic hits, mm-hmm. these moments and they're playing Steven tag, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. so sweet. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Steven Year's future was, I think it's almost, I wouldn't say it's like better than Steven Universe because I just feel right. like they're so to like coincided, but I am like, so satisfied so sad that it's ended but i'm not like oh they left us hanging or they did us wrong or they hung us out to dry it's like they gave us a whole season where we could kind of slowly process that it was ending alongside giving us like one of the best plots the whole season plot of steven slowly kind of becoming this monster was I don't know. I mean, it's like so smart and it's also, I feel like its own, like we got Steven going through all of these crazy things and all the stuff happening around Steven and Steven just always responding. And then we get this season of things going fine and everybody being okay. And Steven having to take care of just himself. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a cool switch of the narrative. I feel yeah. like like it's, it's a perspective change for Steven. Well, I mean, if think about it. we mentioned Avatar, it's like if we're going to get realistic, you know, it's like Zuko and Aang and all these kids would have been traumatized. Right. So this is like more realistic. It's like all these things that happened to Steven were all like, oh, yeah, he got punched in the head by Jasper and jailbreak. And then all these other things happen. It's like, oh, he's a kid, but he's a superhero. We're all having fun. And he's like, he's been traumatized. Yeah. And it's he has trauma. <laughs> It also kind of adds to this layer of, like, for kids watching it, like, superheroes are perceived as being kind of invincible and, like, they're, these things happen to them and they're fine and they keep going. And it's nice for there to be, like, no, there's real repercussions for the fact that Steven was in these traumatic situations. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, like, all cartoons. Like, mm-hmm. there's this aspect of... No, Steven is still human and has to and has those responses. Like if you even think about the trauma of just the Ruby and the bubble episode, I felt like that was another level up for Steven Universe where they float off into space and he's with eyeball. Oh god. And, and he's like doing all of his Steven moves and he thinks he's about to win eyeball over and eyeball still tries to stab him and then yeah. he like flings eyeball out into space. That's traumatic. Yeah. Oh you know. <laughs> I know any one of those things I would write on as my life trauma. Yeah. Like yeah. it would I would it would be so hard to get over. When Steven is I think of Steven on that the most saddest moments is when Steven's on that spaceship and he's like crying and he wants to be he's trying to press the button he's trying to he's like i wish i could just see my dad and he's crying and you finally press the button that moment is like i'm getting emotional just thinking about it yeah true i mean they've just given us so many moments like that Mm -hmm. Ooh, that was a heavy episode i know that was one of the saddest and like the the gems are like drifting behind yeah um ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Okay, other pop-off thoughts? <laughs> I mean, overall, you were feeling like you were very satisfied. Yeah, very satisfied. I'm I'm very sad it's over, but yeah. very satisfied. Um, there's definitely a few things that didn't get tied up that I'm sad about. Mystery Girl didn't make their way back, which I'm sad. Yeah. Um, but I think overall... Everything just doesn't feel like enough. I'm like, I feel like I didn't get enough paradox moments right. or enough we cool never, moments or enough we'll never. moments. 
but I just know that I never will get those. Um, I do feel like we got a lot of good closure mm-hmm. with like specific gem storylines. Like even someone like Bismuth, like it was great to have Bismuth casual Bismuth casual that episode, which was <laughs> so special and to have closure for all of these like minor characters. Mm-hmm. I also think that the Jasper storyline mm. was one of my favorites mm. too. From Very this whole satisfying. Thing. Very satisfying. Cause it's Jasper's the only gem that was kind of left like, Hmm, at the end of Steven. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice to pick that back up and for Jasper to be, I don't know. I feel like Jasper played such a cool role because we've actually gotten to discussions in this house about this, the moment when Steven like shatters Jasper. Mm. Cause I, as much as it's this crazy bad quote unquote bad thing that Steven does it, I think that's one of the most pivotal moments in mm. Steven kind of starting to be awoken to this other side of himself that he can't deny. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. was just like a huge moment. Um, oh no, my train of thought. Oh no. Oh, well you're right so far well, tracking. It was a huge moment. <laughs> it was this huge moment. What have you moment. talked about in the house? Well, it, we've been kind of discussing, debating this idea because I think it was a good thing that it happened. Mm-hmm. Like Jasper plays this, Matthew kind of thinks that Jasper didn't play their hand the best and that Stephen really lost control. And it's just like bad. Oh, you and I have had this little had debate. This, has like a, it is a bad thing, but then there's a part of me that really is like, as much as it's this terrible thing, it was also maybe a necessary thing that needed to happen. Maybe not needed to happen. She doesn't seem upset about it. Well, no, but then she's also like becomes a servant to Steven as a diamond and their relationship takes this whole, a different tone yeah. after it happens. So I don't, I don't know if it's a necessary thing, but it was very impactful. I'm like it, it exposed a side of Steven that has always been there that we've never gotten to see. And as a viewer, I was so satisfied that, I, that we saw that breaking point of Steven, like shattering Jasper. Cause it's like, yeah, we all have that, crazy instinct within us even someone like steven who always seems to be so just like a good natured soul Mm. like even within steven there's that oh that's an interesting way to think about it i mean that isn't that is a juicy episode like I, i think also just the idea that i felt like there was a lot of fan service in that like some indulging in just being like let's 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 have steven have some stubble and be a big strong, tall teenager. I think fans love that stuff. It almost felt like fan theory type stuff, you know, or fan art. And then to be able to see him, I mean, that's probably the one part aside from Wormy Boy (laughs) where we see Steve, Steven at his full powers, strongest powers he's ever used. So there's something satisfying about that. But like, um, I mean, it exposes, I think it it highlights or exposes, uh, the, the, the the reality that Steven Universe has created where it's like they've never been that series that indulges in that thing that we call the myth of redemptive violence, which is what every kid's cartoon does, which mm-hmm. it's always compared to Dragon Ball Z, which is also a really good show. But I want you to watch Full Metal Alchemist before Dragon Ball Z. Okay. <laughs> um uh, but but the main character of Dragon Ball Z is Goku, and he has a similar leveling up thing as Pink Steven. But like, 
you know, in all these movies and shows, the 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 character wins through violence, and hmm. they and yeah, and this just shows how awkward it feels for like violence to win in this one moment. Yeah, it just shows that that's not ultimately the main point of Steven Universe. Well, did the violence even win? Well, for us to feel weird about it is a is a is a is a high I think highlights that it's they've done their job. Right, right. Because yeah. we're like we've never seen Steven yeah. do this. Yeah. Well, and they've made and it's shattering. And he feels bad. He's running and I mean, it's crying like and saving. So and traumatic. Puts her in the bath and I don't know. I just think that they're I'm uh, that moment it's it's both really hard to watch Steven do that and then also think about you know, Jasper's a repercussion on Jasper. Mm-hmm. But there is also something where I'm like, I'm glad Steven got to let that out. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. a part of me that's like, there's that inside Steven and to like allow that to be released. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, he had a lot of releasing to do as much as the terror of before the monster and him kind of calming down is it is violent and it has these big repercussions on the people around him. There is something where I am like, go Steven, mm-hmm. that you get to kind of mess things up and be this for a moment. Yeah. And be completely volatile. Be dangerous. Be dangerous. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I like it. I, I so I don't know. I don't know where uh, we need another voice to come in here and say why they don't like it. But I know. But there's part of me that's like that's. There's like some weird moral part of me that's like we can't condone this destructive behavior, <laughs> but it is a cartoon. You're like getting your inner pearl, <laughs> Stephen. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. Wow. I could just get lost in that one episode, but should should we should that be the end of the popping off? Do we want to say anything more? Well, if, if we're gonna pop end the popping off, then are we gonna talk about this pink Steven? That's the next part. In the next part, yeah, I think so. And then we're gonna do our, our rejuvenation. And then we'll do a, and then we'll share our top five moments. Yeah. And then we'll okay. See. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, some uh, maybe we'll end with an article. Oh yes, <laughs> an article. <laughs> okay. When we come back. We're back, everybody. Pink Steven. Pink Steven. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, so, okay. <laughs> okay. So many thoughts. <laughs> Who should start? It doesn't matter to me. Well, I'll just say the way... Uh, okay. 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 okay, okay. <laughs> so many thoughts. Wait, this whole, what we just did right there could be a, the book song. <laughs> yeah, true. Freeze that and put a beat to it. Do, do, do. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. Uh, oh, uh, who's going to uh, talk first? Uh, okay. Um... Teaser for two weeks. I was thinking this. Well, we're doing the books in two weeks. I was thinking on the way down, I walked here, everybody. I had about a 30-minute walk. Uh, Steven, Pink Steven is a fun, interesting, significant cartoon gimmick for kids. Mm-hmm. Overall, I'm not that interested. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't. I'm I'm I was trying to think of my favorite parts tonight, and very n- very few, if any, have anything to do with Pink Steven. And Pink Steven wouldn't even show up on a list of my favorite moments until like 
30 moments in, you know? 30 moments in? Yeah, like, there's just nothing about Pink Steven that I'm like, I like it. I'm not, like, down on Pink Steven. Hmm. It's just not, like, that significant to me overall. I, I think it was fun. I think, especially for kids, it's, like, a really fun, cool, interesting thing to have happening. And I definitely think it was a vehicle or a metaphor for what was going on internally, which I think is significant. Right. But, um... And, and 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 by the way, it's worth talking about. So I'm not like, let's not talk about Pink Steven. I think it's really important to talk about. But like, it's not, there's way bigger things happening, I think, than Pink Steven. That's so interesting. What's your response to that? I, I really <laughs> like have the Pink Steven arc and idea of Pink Steven turned pink has been one of my favorite mm. aspects of this season. And I just think there's something about it where I'm almost a little, this is, this is a weird thing where I'm like, there's a part of me that is jealous. There's a part of me that is jealous of. <laughs> of Pink Steven? Well, okay. <laughs> what? Let me explain. Okay. There's a part of me that's, first of all, just jealous of I mythological worlds. I love when you say something like that that doesn't, that catches me off. Like, What? <laughs> I love I love just the image of you watching, knowing your heart and mind and spirit as much as I can. I know you're still a mystery, but like watching Steven have his big glow up moments and like glowing pink and and you're like, oh, wish I could (laughs) do that. There's an aspect of it where I do. I really actually wish that. I want to hear it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's this idea that, I mean, this is, of course, a way in which we as the audience can see what's happening with Stephen. But I just think it allows this idea of, I mean, the whole show from day one is, in a lot of ways, having a conversation about mental health Mm -hmm. and about taking care of that aspect of your whole self. And that's that's so much uh, throughout everything in the show. And I think that for the like final narrative to be this way in which it's really truly manifested in such a visual way, mm-hmm. I think is so helpful. And there is an aspect of me that is jealous. Like the fact that Steven has this way of it being so clear, like mm, because like, when it. things are going wrong inside of him, it's like it's there and you can see it. It's it allows this visibility piece to happen Jeez. with mental health that doesn't always isn't always there, and I'm, I'm a little jealous of the okay. fact that I laughed. it's there. And it was fun to laugh, <laughs> and I don't take the laugh back, but I do see what you're saying is a little bit more serious. Like, it would be convenient if, if, if as humans, when you were in a state of duress, so to speak, emotionally, you were glowing pink, and we could all be like, oh, oh. Right. Oh, it's more serious. We didn't realize. Instead of people like, stop being emotional, Macy. And like, this is serious. And Something's happening to me. And it's this thing that it's like happening outside of his own control, which of course that's a scary aspect to mm-hmm. it. But there's also a way in which it allows us and maybe Stephen upon reflection and people to see like it's, you know, no matter how much he's trying to stop it or doing all these things, it's still there and it's present and it's it's viable and it has this it's a part of him and it's, it's nice that it's undeniably there. <sighs> so this is why I like recording the podcast. I mean, <laughs> that's a great thought. I hadn't thought about it like that. That's what I thought about it. The second I saw it was wow. there's a part of me that's, I mean, it's like we get to see this side of Steven. Hmm. And when I think of 
things like wow. Now I have a lot of thinking to do. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thinking to do about Pink Steven. <laughs> I also think there's this aspect of like we do a lot of conversations around things like defense mechanisms and enneagram, and I think you and I both are very interested in the conversation around who we are essentially as humans and then also like who we become as we try and fit into the world and we do care about our personality structure i'm air quoting (laughs) and the way we air quote develop and (laughs) all of these aspects but then i think you and i are both actually also really interested in the conversation about those things are there, but then also who are we essentially? Like, what are we to our core? And I think, I mean, I like to talk about it in terms of this, like, essence and light, and I'm very influenced by this idea of Imago Day. And I do think there's something that's really profound about what's happening here with Stephen in that it's, it's almost like allowing us to see and have this visual manifestation of not just the goodness, but also all of the... Um, like the rawness of who we are and it's it's not always necessarily these good sweet things but that also is just as much a part of us and it's undeniably there a part of us yeah. and so it's it's another way for that to physically be seen and for it to be like outside of the structure of a human in just their body so well said so well said and it's bringing up so many thoughts <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to take what I said about Pink Steven back, I, but um, I'm having more new thoughts about it because of what you're saying. I appreciate and love. I think it's, I would not want it to be gone. Like, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know why I'm making such a firm distinction of, like, not needing it, but, like, I think, I think, uh, I, I think if I, just the episode with the Beach City and like his big wall goes up and traps everybody inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very profound and interesting loaded visual. Yeah. Of like what our subconscious is doing. I mean, it goes along with everything we talk about with like defense mechanisms. It's like to think that like a defense mechanism may not literally be creating a giant wall that's crushing everybody and drawing them to you, but it is doing that. But it's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. People are feeling that, you know? And so it's, it's very useful. Pink Steven is very useful. I'm just saying there's bigger things to me about the series. There's bigger things. Okay, I have one more thing to just comment on about Pink Steven. Well, comment away. <laughs> Everything you're saying is great. I, I, I One more thing. <laughs> just one. I think it's funny <laughs> that you're like, there's bigger things because I'm like this. Pink Steven is the season. It is me. the season, and I really appreciate that, and it's true, and I'm not going to argue that, <laughs> and it's absolutely... I just found myself as I was thinking about my favorite moments. None included Pink Steven. I Actually, don't even know if mine. None one, of, I don't know if my does, favorite but. do, but those those to me feel different. Okay, mm-hmm. I think also Pink Steven brought us. I think the episode where Steven goes to the hospital and Connie's mom mm-hmm. is like looking after him. You have so trauma. You have trauma. I know mm-hmm. that's. That was that, an emotional moment. I she's like explaining when she's him. explaining. It's insane. I think. I personally feel like I have, like, I really was both could put myself in Connie's shoes mm. in that moment, mm. and I could put myself in Stephen's shoes, mm. like, from different situations in my life. And so I think there's at one point where Stephen just goes, like, I'm swelling up. 
like it's I'm swelling up and he's his body is swelling mm. up and he's pink and he's mm. glowing mm. and it's just at that moment it's like I a hundred percent get that mm-hmm. and can feel that and what that is like and it was really cathartic to have mm. it be shown in a way that made it seem it was so real mm. I think that I also found catharsis mm. in watching the fact like the way that they kind of validated and visualized and brought to life what's happening internally for people. I think that there was a lot of healing that is, is done through that in the pink, the pink Steven. Okay. I have a new thought about pink Steven. Okay. And this is why we like to do the podcast. I think it's, it's, I, I think this is the whole point of Steven universe or one of the main points is subverting tropes. Mm-hmm. You know, so like we talk about Avatar, there wasn't an Avatar moment. You know, it all leads up to him defeating the Sun King or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen here. There was no Pink Steven defeating the thing. And no. I think there were all these fan theories of, it, is there going to be a big main bad guy? And is that is that giant monster the main bad guy that Pink Steven is ultimately going to defeat? Yeah. Um, and no, that's no, not what like... this show does. <laughs> and Pink Steven isn't actually going, it's not like this superpower that's going to destroy this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, actually a complete subversion of that, of like, it's actually this thing that's causing a lot of damage, not something that's ne- necessarily meant to be celebrated. And we don't have a category for that. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I would say is, in a fresh thought as you're talking, is like the Pink Steven narrative is ultimately... <laughs> What am I saying? Disappointing to a brain that's trained to see the Avatar moment, hmm. the big defeat. Hmm. And there's something obviously probably more rich about what they're doing with Pink Steven. Hmm. And that's you're highlighting that. And and I've and I've appreciated that. Like I I wouldn't say I was I would never say I don't want Pink Steven. Right. I, it's been very fun. That's the thing I would wor- that's the word I would mostly use. I think it's so interesting. You said that it's a fun thing this Pink Steven thing which I and if I were to come up with 20 words to describe Pink Steven fun wouldn't be a thought in mind. <laughs> I'm thinking of the episode where he where he merges with Amethyst and they become smoky quartz. That seemed like a fun Pink Steven moment where he's like fast yeah. and sped up and he's throwing the thing and like that was a more lighthearted episode, I feel like, ultimately. Ultimately. Yeah. But I do feel like there was this nice slow lure of, like, mm-hmm. it's like, what's going to happen? Like, this keeps getting bigger and bigger. And But it wasn't until later that it really started getting connected to the trauma, because, like, even the episode with uh, Blue Bear, Bluebird Azurite or whatever, it's like you're, you're still in that mode. I mean, maybe, again, as somebody that has, like, 15 more years of, like, cartoon experience under my belt like and maybe even as a a boy you know like this aggressive violent i'm like oh yeah pink steven is going to be stronger and can get rid of eyeball and you know like like there's no messing with steven now i think that's the thing i was like oh we're learning this season that steven's leaning into his power yeah and i guess going back full circle is like the jasper episode is like this is actually kind of scary and not something to totally be celebrated right and we're gonna kind of have to back off after this because look how out of control this is yeah Hmm. pink steven thoughts jeez pink Pink steven thoughts (laughs) for you were like when i suggested that you were like oh pink steven thoughts 
Oh, I loved it because because I I this is the funny thing. I'm talking, and I do agree that it is the it is the key vehicle for the whole season. I think it's significant. Well, and then it ends with Pink Monster. Pink I know. Steven Monster. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just saying overall. I, I was saying in my favorite moments, very few of them had to do with Pink Steven. I'm just, yeah. I was just saying like there are other there are other big moments too. Like Pink Steven isn't everything. I guess is what I'm saying. No, no, yeah. I agree. It's not. But I do think it's. I feel like it's a very, very creative way to kind of allow us as a audience to have a quote unquote enemy in the show, but then it's also the main character. Like it was a very cool twist. Yes. And I do agree. There is this cool piece of there not being like a final battle scene. Yeah. The the final scene. A final hug. Is a hug and a love, like a love train of (laughs) saying kind words. And then the show ends with him. I mean, that part ends. And essentially, I feel like the show kind of ends there. And then there's this wrap up episode. Mm -hmm. But it's Stephen crying. It's the most redemptive (laughs) thing. We see Stephen licked by Lion and he's crying. (laughs) You can't. You can't overemphasize the significance. It's no. in the history of cartoons. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's so sweet. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, and I think what you're well, one of the articles I read today was Rebecca Sugar talking about how I never remember her husband's name, but she identifies as gender non-binary and he's black. And she said when they were dating in their early years, they were attacked. Hmm. And that was traumatic. And she said this was her working through that particular trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she Dang. said it didn't, didn't really have plans necessarily to do it, but realized that that's what this was going to be about. Yeah. Dang. That's pretty. I, I feel like watching it, it's, I don't know. I am someone who I feel like we've all experienced trauma. So mm-hmm. it's, we all have experiences with it. But I do feel like this show just does such a good job and the season did such a good job of validating trauma and giving it space mm-hmm. and making it such an okay thing to talk about. And I also, okay, my other thoughts around Pink Steven. <laughs> Not only did I appreciate what Pink Steven did in the sense of get, bringing us into Steven's inner world, but I also think Pink Steven really allowed us to watch the way people respond, especially towards oh. the end. Oh, I oh, think oh, oh. I think it was another great thought. I think it was. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's a good thought. <laughs> I think it was really. I again, I also found catharsis watching this. I felt their position. I felt so sad for Connie and for Pearl and for Garnet and for Amethyst and for Stephen's dad, who are all trying to help Stephen, mm-hmm. but not knowing exactly how when Stephen doesn't know how and Stephen's glowing and they're like, we can see that something is wrong. No, it's like no, very no, no. clear that something is wrong. <laughs> I'm fine. And yet everything's I'm, fine. I help people. <laughs> I help. We help. <laughs> and they, they're such gracious, wonderful friends, but it's, I feel with them. It's like, what, what can we do? And mm-hmm. they eventually have to kind of, I mean, there's lots of ways in which they try to hold it in and mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. I just love the tension that was happening there. Was Steven continually becoming stronger and being able to run away in the pink, allowing it to almost blow up even more, giving us those chances to kind of experience and come alongside Steven's family. 
trying to support him and like recognize that we can see it too. You mm-hmm. know, it's not, it's not invisible. <sighs> there is something challenging. Like the idea of me being compelled by the Christian message. I don't want to get like too Christian here, but like there is something about, there is something very Christian or Christ-like about them all running to him despite his violence and his anger. And it's like, we're going to love you even in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something that's still fairly offensive about that message to people of like, somebody's going to be acting out and mean and raging and, and to, to have an appreciation that that comes from trauma mm-hmm. and that what they need right now is love. Like even the idea, I mean, I was watching, I'm going to get really serious for a second, but um, somebody was, somebody was posting on their Instagram today about like the, how they're creating a new uh, women's correctional facility here in Washington. And um, they're saying that's not what, that's what, not what we need. We need more services, more social services. We don't yeah. need more jails. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this person did this thing. It's like, well, they just go, deserve to go to jail. It's like they actually need more love. They actually need more care. They need more help, you know. Um, and I think that's still kind of a scandalous message sometimes or a scandalous philosophy that you love someone even when they're messy and harmful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think it's I think Thanks, it's, Steven. it's hard love. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is, it's really special and fascinating watching the final, like, interaction between all of them, trying to talk to Steven. As people come out, they're like, oh, should we attack him? And they're like, no, that's Steven. Yeah, that's Steven. And they're, they're using all of their powers, but to try and gently talk to him Mm -hmm. and show him that they care. And it's. I don't know. I mean, it's I've, it's a it's a profound visual. What happens at the is. final it episode? Is. It's all like, of them ah. hugging. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have I have my favorite moments, but there's an honorable mention, I guess. Right in this moment where Connie comes out through Lion onto his face, yeah. it's like, oh, that gets you right in the gut. Yeah, I, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. She's right there in between the eyes. Yeah, jeez. Or that she's the final. You know, I know it's really Connie. sweet. Yeah. And. Well, I'll just wait. I'll read it later. Okay. 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 Is that Pink Steven? I think that's a good Pink Steven because we also have a rumination. That was nice. I think my pushback brought out some good stuff in you. <laughs> I didn't even intend it for it to be that way, but like you said some some really good stuff. Okay. When we come back, Ruben will give a rumination. And then we're going to give our top five moments. And then Scott has an article to read. And then I have an article, which I think you're going to want to stick around for. <laughs> <laughs> poem is not too long. It's about beginnings or something. Well, it's, I think it's a funny poem. I'll just say one or two sentences. John Ashbery, you know, with all his like uh, quirky poems, all of them sound like we're talking to ourselves, but also like you embody the hundred people you know talking to the hundred people that you have internalized. Mm. So that's like, I feel like a John Ashbery poem. So I feel like it's 
strangely kind of like appropriate for now where you only your interaction with people so are so mediated but also you know that you're not really that's what's so it's not like you don't know anyone it's like there are all these other people that you're pulled towards but you can't meet them okay so john ashbury and the poem is called myrtle so myrtle by john ashbury how funny your name would be if you could follow it back to where the first person thought of saying it, naming himself that, or maybe some other person's thought of it and named that person. It would be like following a river to its source, which would be impossible. Rivers have no source. They just automatically appear at a place where they get wider and soon a real river comes along with fish and debris, regal as you please, and someone has already given it a name, Saint Benno. Saints are popular for this purpose. Or, or some other name, the name of his long-lost girlfriend who comes at long last to impersonate that river on a stage, her voice clanking like its bed her clothing of sand and pasted paper, a piece of real technology, while all along she is thinking, I can do what I want to do, but I want to stay here. Plus the, the same song after. Be right back. Do, 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 do. No small thing will be right back. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Small thing will be right back. Top five moments. Top five moments. Okay. Thank you, Reuven, for that rejuvenation. <laughs> goals of goals. Okay. Oh, you have that. You should you should post that later because that's a nice little pretty water watercolor thing you got going on. I completely disagree, but okay. that's nice. Let's talk it's about it. It's truly just me testing out this acrylic paint. Okay. <laughs> we are here in the house seen enough for you. doing our top five moments, each of us. When Scott's, we've guaranteed, is not going to include Pink Steven. You've made that clear. It's not a moment. That's a concept. No, it's not a moment. I don't yeah. think any of mine can include Pink Steven either. To oh, be right. Honest. Oh, and none of mine do include Pink Steven, right? Okay. I don't think. No. Should we? we I have two honorable mentions. Too much in. Ooh, honorable mentions are happening here. Okay, go for it. One honorable mention is the concept of send-offs. Okay. I like that it seems as if most characters got like a final episode. Like Amethyst got a final episode. Pearl got a final episode. Bismuth got Mm -hmm. a final episode. Like the townies got a final episode. It's true. Greg got a final episode. A Greg-centric episode. We got to go to his family home and. I know they really like they took their time on this season yeah. to give us what we needed. That was nice. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Rebecca Schooner, Sugar, Sugar, <laughs> Sugar in the crew universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, I just need to give a shout out and I will mention. I think that the person's name is Steg. Mm-hmm. Is that it? No, and it's not Steg. Who is the new non binary person? Oh, Shep. <laughs> Shep. Yeah, shout that's out a shout to out to Shep. Shep. Yeah. Oh, we that's love That's an honorable mention. Shep. That was a big deal, I think. 
Yeah, I really appreciated Shep yeah. as a character. Mm-hmm. Also, they have the cutest shirt. <laughs> I like love Shep's whole outfit. <laughs> um, okay, good. so those are my shout outs or my honorable mentions. Do you want to start with your number five? Sure. Okay, I will go with my number five, which I guess I'll do this one. I, I didn't necessarily order them, but this is the one. I will say I, I came with my list late, so I'm like, maybe this is, maybe this isn't, but it is kind of the whole Steven Tag mm-hmm. moment. Oh. And when they all, especially when they all decide to become the grown-up Steven mm. or like the teenage Steven at the end and then they play, it. the whole episode was just so sweet. And then there's also this ability for Steven to be like, hey, you guys, please see me for having grown up mm-hmm. and see me that this is who I am. And I, I also want to hang out with you, but it's going to look different. Mm-hmm. And I just so appreciate that whole episode, but then also appreciate it on its like nostalgic sentimental side. And the fact that Pearl became a Steven that moment alone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Pearl, the whole arc of Pearl has just been loosening up. Just yeah. Loosening yeah. Up, you know, but that is a sweet episode and profound. Yeah. There's, I'm there's my five moment. Um, my five is getting right to the heart of it. I'm going right in. Okay. Is, is Steven's big cry at the end of the whole just show. The, the final cry. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way they animated it and the significance of it, just in terms of kids television, it felt so real and so important and necessary and special and real and cathartic and, mm-hmm. you know, it just, and it was such a release. Like I probably didn't so cry as much as I should have. Cause I was just like almost scared of how much it was making me yeah. feel. Yeah. But it's the, profound. The animation on the final, like Connie kiss and yeah. then the teardrops. Yeah. And then you see Steven and then lion. Yeah. It's all so. Cause when on. he hugs lion, it is kind of like what you'd call like an ugly cry. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just mm-hmm. tearing up, which typically happens in Steven, but it's like, you see sobbing. snot. Yeah. It's, oh. yeah. Oh. I cry. I yeah. Cry. Oh. That's a good four. That's my number. That's my number five. Right, five. Number five. Okay. <laughs> Here's my number four. Um, it's kind of a character shout out, but specifically Larimar, Larimar. Yeah. Larimar. Is that the way we pronounce it? The, I think it's Larimar. The whole entire plot point of them wanting the kids screams, (laughs) but then the moment when they're like, these are not the screams that I wanted. (laughs) The roller coaster is going. Steven. I like their screams. <laughs> Every single I couldn't have I couldn't have had enough. It was, <laughs> I know, I know. We need a whole more Larmar. We need please. a whole <laughs> offshoot show with Larmar. <laughs> but specifically the the screaming. Anytime yeah. that they mentioned the kids screaming, but then when they really were so distraught that they mm-hmm. these are not the these screams not that the I screams want. I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I know. I, I sense that you weren't malicious with wanting kids to scream. You liked the the happy screams yeah. of a roller coaster. <laughs> I think he came back later in I another think episode. That she briefly. might have, yeah. Yeah, he, she, they. I think in general, gems. Yeah, she's yeah. I think in general. Yeah, yeah that's true. There's actually. never been a gem. That's true. And besides fusions, yeah, that aren't hmm. femme. Or use she, her pronouns. Rose Quartz 2.0. I think is a they, them. Ma- yeah, which I said is a refusion. Yeah. Yep, because yep. Stevani yep. also uses they, yep. them. Love it. We love we love our Steven Universe. Wow. That is, I'm <laughs> so glad you brought that up because that was necessary. 
That's a that I mean that is a that is a true shout out because that's also one of my favorite moments and I had forgotten. What Rose? I'm talking about Larmore. Oh, Larmore. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know. I well, know. and actually, even that you say that, like, that's not in my top, but like the whole Rose Quartz 2.0 with onions. Oh, I story know. Arc I thought about that one. Is gold. <laughs> so gold. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I can't even. I, I don't have a good Rose Port, Quartz 2.0 impersonation down yet, but like. Oh no, not that. What does that mean? The whole <laughs> yeah. picking up onions messes and just <laughs> being this crazy Do cartoon your dishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, onion. Oh, onion. Somehow being creepy by blowing kisses. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, um, that's my number four. What's yours? My number four is these are just. These are just what came to me. I know, but the it's, there's so much. Yeah. It's kind of random. Steven, Steven smashing White Diamond's head. Oh. I thought that was so dark. And I think so, too. Almost so borderline good. not appropriate for kids' television. And I was like, this is so dark. This is so dark. And yet, of course, also very here for it because I thought it was so profound. But yeah. I was like, who comes up with these ideas? That was an amazing idea. Well, and I do feel like it was this moment where... Stephen had, like, I was worried if Stephen harmed himself. Yeah, totally. And that made, that brought a seriousness to the situation even more. And it was also this manifestation of Stephen being so big and so hurting himself. Ugh. What an idea. I know. Who, who, when they, I'm just, like, thinking when you come up with that idea in, the, in your mind and talk about it out loud, like, that's a fantastic idea. I know they're they're in such a flow. Yeah, they really are. So That's I thought that was I think the whole Steven talking to himself and getting in White Diamond was a really fascinating thing for him to try cuz there was a part of it that as he was attempting to go into White Diamond I was like maybe this will be helpful and mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And there might have been an aspect of it again as much as it's messy and crazy it was a part of the unraveling that needed to happen. Yeah, and maybe we thought, oh, she'll see finally how bad it is, but I think she was so overwhelmed and confused. Yeah. And it, the whole vehicle was just used to just to show how how much Steven hated himself, really, at that moment. Yeah, you know? oh, baby, Yeesh. Steven. Oh, and I the trauma, him. like, you know, the flashback of him getting his diamond ripped out or his uh, right, gem. Right, gem. Yeah. You, you're the one that should be scared. You know, it's like, oh. Like, if anything, if anything, that's, that's a, a level up darker moment from him shattering Jasper. I agree. I yeah. think I think that's even bigger than the shattering of yeah. Jasper. You're like, ah. Uh. Yeah, especially because the Jasper thing, Stephen was able to heal Jasper so quickly. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, she was up. wanting it. Yeah, Jasper wasn't upset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeesh. As it's on the layer. Yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, number <laughs> three for me. Um, okay, I'm going to go with the Cookie Cat reboot. Oh, <laughs> yes. This, I, I received that in, in full. This was such a good moment. First of all, of course, nostalgia shot for shot. Steven's in the same spot. Yeah. He's made his own Cookie Cats. Steven's about to tell him he's moving. But you get Pearl and Amethyst and Garnet doing a rendition mm-hmm. of Cookie Cat, and it's so good. I mean, Pearl Again, full-on Pearl is like the, yeah, Pearl gets so Cookie, and it's like, who is yeah. this person? Pearl in the beginning was 
I mean, think about Stephen thinking that Cookie Cats gave him powers. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. such, it's such a harking back. He left his family (laughs) behind. Well, and then that's so funny when Amethyst goes, or not Amethyst, Garnet goes, he left his family behind. Well, that's like a uh, hit to your chest. You're like, oh, Uh, no. Yeah, I'm getting emotional again just thinking about it. He left his family behind. (laughs) (laughs) Cookie Cat is this song that from the beginning has been kind of a, another like a way into the story arc because this song of course applied to Steven leaving, but then Mm -hmm. it's also a huge metaphor for pink diamond potentially, Mm -hmm. you know, and to have that be the final wrap up moment. Thank you. Satisfied. And it was kind of funny, but also we're all emotional and yeah. 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 It's, it's sweet. And it's, it really is a true nod to the audience. I feel like they're giving us what we want. So indulgent. So indulgent. In the best way. In the best way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much much love um okay my number two is i don't know how to say this describe it but it's i I said in my notes peridot color screen dream oh so it's when steven's having his nightmare and Mm -hmm. peridot and there's those colors the color blocks behind them and he's trying to reach out to her oh you know i can picture the moment yeah Yeah, and it's dark and fascinating i just mostly like the visuals it's like they've really done something special here yeah yeah the sound even the sounds the dream that dream episode was so good because it really did take you into that like existential inside your head place oh i love that i just thought that i I mean i would i can picture they're on like it looks like they're standing on some kind of edge almost with the tv he's like reaching out to her and she's got kind of like the blocked out glasses so she's not really truly herself but then they're just he's kind of reaching out to her and they've got the colors in the background yeah and it's definitely a dream and i'm just like gosh the visuals here are amazing yeah you know that's a huge win for everybody in that show no i can i can that scene is really palpable yeah Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. My number f- two. Number two. My number two. I don't know if this is truly my number two, but this was a really sweet moment, and it's Bismuth and Pearl when Stephen tells them to play that song. Yeah. Oh. The cans. What? That's... I went out of order. Oh, no. That was my number three. Oh. Cams. Cams. <laughs> cams. 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 <laughs> cams. <laughs> So good. Peridot was the main number two. So somehow I got out of order there. But like, yeah, well, we no, can agree, we on agree this. on that. I just thought that was, I was laughing so hard. I was like, I just love this. I love it. Pearl is the best. Oh, character. turn this song up. Cams. Cams. And then that's like her romantic song with Bismuth. It's everything. And then Stephen does it, sets them up for it. Yeah. And it's, that episode was really the main plot point, I guess, was Steven and Connie and mm-hmm. figuring that out. But I do think Pearl and Bismuth steal the show with the whole Bismuth being so sweet and shy mm-hmm. and flirting with Pearl. Wearing and like Pearl, a white button down shirt. I know. <laughs> Bismuth looking so good. And Pearl being so oblivious mm-hmm. and it being almost so beautiful to see Pearl in this way where you see Bismuth being so into her and Pearl so also confident and yeah, Bismuth's into like her confidence and her power and her, Yeah, in this new yeah. side of Pearl and it's I'm just so happy for Pearl. And then yeah, it's just this sweet, so nerdy mm-hmm, that it's mm-hmm. Pearl having that song and yet it's <laughs> the best. I know I gotta insert that song somewhere here. <laughs> Cam, Cam. Cam. I don't know the lyrics, but I was just like, Oh, this is so perfect. <laughs> Add. The most important thing to remember oh, is. Tired of shady mechanics bleeding. Ah, I love 
love this song. You mean this commercial? Turn it up! Cams, Cam Chaps is the place to bring your wreck. Get your car rate paid for cheap and fair without risking your neck. Cams, Cam Chaps. That was your number three? Yeah, so I think I've done... I don't know what order you're in. I have only one left. Okay, I guess I have one left, too. Okay. Which I titled this The Love Steven Lineup, which... Let's talk about it. What do you mean? The Love Steven Lineup. The, like, that's my name for the final scene where it's... They all line up and grab oh, on and say things big. to Steven. That is a big one. Um, I mean, it's Steven the lineup. biggest the yeah. biggest of... The climax. The climax. And I, it's kind of cheesy to have it be my favorite moment. But it is... I think in each of those moments, I especially love the way each character speaks to Steven from their own experience. Like, I understand because I've been in this kind of feeling before Mm -hmm. and I'm here with you. Mm -hmm. And then Connie, I think the moment you mentioned this earlier, but the moment really is Connie. Mm -hmm. And this is what I, my one thing I was going to read. I want to read the transcript of what Connie says. It's super short, but it's like, Oh, this is the best. Oh, no, because I was looking up these. I love that she just comes out with that. She's like, yeah, and like, like the portal opens. The lion. Yeah. It's so, it's so, uh, yeah, it feels like this battleground, but then it's also she just leans up against him Mm -hmm. and is um, leaning into him, and she sighs, sighs. This is what the transcript says. Um, Man, uh, also, um. Shout out to the cluster. <laughs> the cluster I came out. No, the fact that the cluster is there. The cluster is holding Steven. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy <laughs> thinking about the cluster uh, from long ago. Yeah. It's oh. Okay. Um Connie says, Steven, uh, I love this line. This is the line that really gets me. Um, you must have been so afraid to show us this side of yourself. Mm. Mm. That's mm. that's exactly what I've been thinking this whole time of this is so it's crazy, but also thank you, Stephen, for get, letting this part out. We mm-hmm. need to see this part of mm-hmm. you. Um, but we're not going anywhere. We're all going to take care of you the same way you take care of us. You know that. And then I don't have your powers, but and then kisses him, and then he's there. It's like, oh, they gave us everything. It's gold in that it's moment. Solid gold. Oh, Connie. <sighs> Stephen doesn't deserve Connie. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't know. I just think Connie, well, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in their future. Maybe not Steven doesn't deserve Connie. It's a really cute ship. But I also <laughs> am like, Connie is going to go on and do all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want Connie to be held down by Steven. And well, held <laughs> down by Steven and all his power? Like the most powerful being in the entire universe? <laughs> That's a funny thought. Oh, my gosh. That is a funny, funny thought. Mine is a little bit more subtle, but I feel like it echoes that. But if I'm just being honest, especially as we rewatched, it's almost like the the highlight came early for me. Mm -hmm. Because to me, when Pearl hugs and saves volleyball, that I just get wrecked by that. Yeah. And she says, how did you get through it? And she says, or how did you get over it? And she's like, I never, or how did you stop hurting? Hmm. And she says, I never did. Hmm. And then hugs volleyball. I don't know. The <laughs> way they did that, that's volleyball. just huge. I, I just thought like, 
I just kind of, even after that, I kind of expected more like that. And I think they obviously went in a different direction, but I thought we were going to be getting a lot more like emotional wrap ups with each character. Hmm. Like I think that closed the loop on volley- volleyball, pink pearl or and pearl in a lot of ways. And to have them like holding hands at the end unfused and, I thought that was going to be the vibe. Like everybody's going to get this like really cool closure send off. And then oh. obviously we went in a different direction, but I don't know. That was a big, I thought the episode was amazing. The episode is so amazing. Yeah. And then the fused Pearl mm-hmm. to have that fusion and for them to be, have that solidarity with one yeah. another. Oh. And it, it was already kind of alluding to the trauma stuff. Like mm-hmm. pink Pearl had been through the trauma, right? You know, and, yeah, the way they did it. I, I was so into it. I mean, obviously, now that you're bringing up the true finale, it's also just absolutely emotional. Maybe I need to watch it again to really... Cause I know, I, was I like, just watched it right before you Yeah, came. I was like too overwhelmed almost by like all the elements that were at play mm-hmm. to really, truly... I haven't watched it a second time, I don't think. Ugh, during the yeah. whole thing, it's also so fascinating just hearing like Garnet throughout the whole... Hmm as Steven's unraveling and become a monster, she has a few statements that are just so on point of, I think one of them is somebody's like, what's going on or whatever. And she's like, he'll, he'll only, he'll remain a monster as long as he thinks he is one. Yeah, and like, just so on point. And they're all like, yeah, like what are we going to do? Mm. But it's, it's so poignant with that visual and with his whole squad around him. Be the Steven you want to see in the world. Oh, so special. Oh, so special. Oh, side note, this just brought up a meme I saw that really got me. And it's like, it's like one of those memes where it says, like, no one, you know, first. And then it says Cartoon Network. And the video, which was on Instagram, was like, the scene where like Steven the monster is like gaining all of the power and all the water starts to dissipate around him. And it's just like obvious that like a big burst of power is about to come. Mm-hmm. And so it says no one, then Cartoon Network. And just as Steven's getting big, it's like, bring out the tiger, <laughs> the mighty, mighty tiger. It's like the ad, that, that annoying ad that kept coming on during Steven universe. <laughs> and you know, it's like distorted and extra loud. And you're like, ah, yeah, this dumb commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh boy Steven okay Steven. those are some of our favorite moments so do you want to just share your article to close us out yeah I think it will be nice and as because we have all the control we we could include it or could, we could not I think we know? should I mean why not we, this hasn't been an incredibly long episode actually yeah that's we true. would like to do some more in-depth deep dives with some characters and I like the idea of like as I'm reading if something comes up you can stop me and we could have a brief conversation um, but this this is this was an article in the New York Times. Everybody About today. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, I I was reading some really. All the major news publications have written something about Stephen right now, and and how profound it was and important. Um, this this is um, written by Nicole Clark, who is the culture writer for New York Times, and this is called the Healing Power of Stephen Universe. The hit cartoon series has helped me process my biracial identity. Um, this was my favorite of about eight that I read. So <laughs> we'll see what comes up. Uh, she says, for most of my life, Taiwan was a place that lived in my head. My mother told me her origin stories, like a series of tall tales full of pitched tin roofs and fields of underbrush that my grandmother used to drive through on her moped, lifting her legs to avoid snake bites. 
Her stories felt like a, a form. Ugh, I never know how to say this word. Her stories felt like aphorisms I could attach to the idea of being Taiwanese, something I knew I was, but felt no particular ability to locate outside the life I lived in California. I could not get past the differences of our childhoods, the disparities in our means, the foreign topography. It would take me years to realize I'd inherited her cultural traditions and perspectives growing up, and even longer to separate my identity from the need to demonstrate proficiency in it, as if it were a set of actions committed to memory. When I began watching Rebecca Sugar's musical cartoon series, Steven Universe, and its limited series spinoff, Steven Universe Future, which aired its final episodes on Friday, it immediately felt fit like a familiar sweater. So much of Steven's coming-of-age story mapped my own. We both come from two distinct cultures, the most dominant of which can feel inscrutable. Hmm. Through Steven's birth father, Greg... Oh, though Steven's birth father, Greg, is an earth dweller, he is raised by the quote-unquote crystal gems, garnet, amethyst, and pearl, female-presenting non-binary aliens (laughs) who manifest special powers through gemstones and body. (laughs) It sounds so funny when you read it, (laughs) embedded in their bodies. They are Steven's only tether to his deceased mother's birthplace of gem homeworld, and as early as the pilot, they begin the difficult work of helping him navigate his powers of his identity. I was raised primarily by my Taiwanese-born mother and her parents. My white American-born father was present and loving, but my grandparents' proximity to my childhood home made theirs the nexus of domestic life. It was in that house I learned how to be. I learned to reuse every Ziploc bag and twist tie to never buy napkins or ketchup, both of which I could get for free at the Chino Hills Hills Chick-fil-A. I learned to take my shoes off at the door or face verbal recrimination and to periodically run the engine on the van I would never inherit, lest it die through disuse and the passage of time. Long after my grandparents had passed, the van's engine was still running. Those stories fit into a well-trod Asian-American immigrant narrative, one that easily falls victim to broad generalizations and monolithic classifications, despite the rich diversity among Asian-American ethnic groups. What remains personally true is the immense pressure I felt to succeed because my achievements felt like proof of concept. Proof that leaving Taiwan was worth it. Proof that we could attain and even improve upon the American dream. I learned to create my own community in the language of code switching between my Taiwanese family in California and my dad's family in Kentucky. My personality became circumstantial, less a person than an echo of the space I lived in. This is also Steven Universe lot in life, and much of the show is dedicated to his earnest blunderings. Though he looks like a human boy, he carries his mother's gemstone in his belly button. He shuttles between Crystal Gems missions and spending time with his human father and friends in the fictional beach city. He accidentally summons his powers in the presence of his human friends, though he struggles to invoke them during missions. The episodic arcs are painfully familiar, evoking memories of quiet heartbreak, isolation, and anxiety. Hmm. Luckily, the show has an extremely catchy song, Here Comes a Thought, about managing anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) When Stephen unearths the traumas of the Crystal Gems migration to Earth, he begins to feel immense pressure to live up to the sacrifices of those who raised him. Hmm. This is often conveyed through Pearl, the, the crystal gem who reminds me most of his mother. Oh, this is often conveyed through Pearl, the crystal gem who reminds me most of my own mother. In a particularly moving episode, Pearl teaches Stephen's human friend Connie how to sword fight so she can defend Stephen during their adventures. This is not unlike my mother's own history of subordinating her needs to mine. I also feel a responsibility to fight battles my mother never asked me to. Much of it is in the small things. I watched for years as my mother strategically deployed my father to, re- to return goods or pick up the rental car so she could avoid being racially profiled. 
now when my mother walks into salons where white women were offered beverages while she is handled with overpronounced English, I make a point to ask them if they have tea or coffee for her. When she told me Costco denied her a return on a rotten watermelon because she did not bring it back as evidence, I seriously contemplated fishing it out of the trash. I picked the most pedantic... word we heard about earlier... (laughs) I picked the most pedantic examples because these are the kinds of accommodations any white American would assume they'd receive. I picked these examples because I can control them. The wounds of her past are inaccessible to me. Just as my perpetual sense of foreignness irritates me, my own rush to act as her personal white savior also irritates me. Providing for our parents is a bedrock of my culture. At the same time, without financial stability or access to capital, I don't know what better I can do than use my white passing face to fight for a better seat on an airplane, the ability to return defective products and tea at the hair salon. I stare at the mirror wondering about the liminal spaces where my Asian American identity begins and my whiteness begins, prodding at tender spots where my emotional scars might be separable from those I have inherited. In the finale of Steven Universe, Steven's gem is grotesquely removed from his body. He splits into two parts, but both of them are Steven, identical in appearance, different only in color grading. What would I be, I wonder, if I were split into two component parts? I am not Steven Universe. I am a speck in the universe that will outlive me. But seeing him cleaved in two to prove the consistency of his identity to his nemesis made me contemplate the ways I perform my identity on the behalf of others. Watching him repeatedly attempt to save the universe made me reflect on the absurd expectations I place on myself, and that is a kind of progress. As a coda to the original series, Steven Universe's future delivers an even more poignant and direct message as the hero begins to understand the roots of his post-traumatic stress. Hmm. Without the pressures of saving the world or living for others, Steven finally has time to process his earlier teenage years. Watching him learn to live for himself is an even greater balm. Is that the end? That's the end. Gosh. <laughs> that was that was a really good piece. I know. Isn't it good? It was the most emotional. I just felt like because um, it obviously was translated into something very real for, mm-hmm. for a different person and really brought myself, me out of myself reading that. Um, but it also just shows how... <sighs> how adult so many of the concepts are whatever that means deep i don't know if you need to say adult because i think kids need to hear these things too. yeah i also yeah i think this is a show that i recommend to often a lot of my students and i do think there's a lot of really helpful themes in terms of identity because yeah there is that there's a lot of split natures happening steven's raised by an alternative family Mm -hmm. to a typical nuclear family and then he has this dad, and then there's all of these mom, like this mom story. Mm-hmm. I have to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Look into the flames. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because of the fact that he has this physical reminder and the fact that he physically is part his mom, it gives him this avenue of which to kind of explore that relationship to its end, mm-hmm. which I think is to their point kind of really cathartic and that it's we get to come alongside Steven in that. Yeah. I mean, we've referenced this several times, but like if you compare it to something like avatar, which I also think has depth, Mm -hmm. 
um, this has more depth. <laughs> you know, there's no other the way to say it. <laughs> like, um, just not shying away from those emotions and the complexities. And like, I do think if we do a bonus episode, it would be doing more of a deep dive in just the way that Rebecca Sugar, and I read so much about this, like fought to have queer representation mm-hmm. in the show. Mm-hmm. And it's so profound. And, and like the stories I've read about her fighting for that don't seem foreign to me. Like, our culture in general is slowly waking up in many ways. I mean, as as I've been co- become painfully aware, like this fight has been going on so much longer than my awareness, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but the idea that like she would, or yeah, Rebecca sort of identifies as she, but um, had to fight so hard just to get like Ruby and Sapphire to be able to kiss, right? You know. Is so sweet and special. And then the fact that they would have a wedding. Yeah. On uh, screen. Yeah. It's huge. I think I I posted this, I think, on our No Small Thing Instagram when this happened, maybe, of the ending of Steven. Did I? I don't think so. Mm, just, <laughs> you should post. Maybe I just <laughs> thought I did, but then I didn't actually. When? I, I guess I dreamt that I posted <laughs> some like reflective you thoughts You posted about a picture Steven of you watching Steven last night. That's all you posted. No, that's about. not what I was referencing. <laughs> so did I do this in a dream? I'm not sure. Um, no, I did. I made a post. I made a post and I said, thank you. I said, thank you so much. When? I said a few things a while ago, but it was, it was when we had white slides. It was oh back in the day. yeah. No, I a do. I do remember that. We did a white slide. <laughs> Maybe they'll come back. Um, I that was a good post. I'm just as we're wrapping up. I'm just so thankful for this show. I think that this author or the article that you read, I think, exposes. I mean, this show has been so helpful for me in my own queer identity mm-hmm. and relating with Stephen and relating with all these different characters who are unapologetically themselves. There's all of these alternative relationships and ways of being. And I have found myself through this show able to self accept more. And Mm. I, I don't know. I feel like so grateful for this show because Mm. I think it's allowed Mm. myself and others freedom to be. And I'm just like, thank you all the people involved that allowed this show to happen because I think it, it really is a, a big art piece Mm -hmm. and a large part of culture. And I think in terms of queer culture, it's a really large piece. Um, So I don't know. Big thoughts around that. Big, sweet thoughts. Maybe a bonus episode. Yep. Maybe a bonus episode. Maybe we'll bring Maddie into it. That would be fun. Yeah. I also just want to do a whole episode on Pearl. (laughs) I know. How did Pearl end up being so special? I, Pearl, you know? Pearl is like kind of my ride or die. I feel yeah. like that, the Steven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as so I was thinking about it today on my way here, like Pearl was in my top moments, and I'm just like, I would have thought in the early days Pearl was semi boring, and like whatever Pearl, I would have said in the early days, especially Garnet was mm-hmm. like what I'm in here for, right? Um, and I still love all those characters, but like, yeah, Pearl is just like I think maybe the first the first moment where I was like, okay, Pearl was when she was doing um, the song. But it's over, isn't it? Uh, isn't it over? I was like, what is this? Pearl. Who is this person? What's the backstory? What's the song? Who is this person? You know, it's just like, whoa. 
big. That's a special episode. That's got to be like a top 10 episode. That is a top 10 episode. Yeah. The whole musical. Yeah. Maybe one day we could do a top 10 episodes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really That would be fun. fun. Okay, everybody. It's Mr. Greg. It's Mr. Greg. Oh, That's sure. Right. Go on. <laughs> 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 um, if you haven't, go watch Steven Universe. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine anybody's listened this far and hasn't watched Steven Universe. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess I guess if you got this far and you're, like, on the fence, <laughs> go watch it. <laughs> Here's your final I was listening to this push. weird episode with these two weird people. They talked for two hours, and then and I eventually decided not to watch the show. And then at the end, they encouraged me to watch it, and so I started... <laughs> what song should we end with being human oh yeah yeah just another the steven ending song that's it that's what we'll have to end with okay thanks for listening everybody um if you if you have any if you have any requests in terms of things you'd like us to cover regarding steven universe during covid days please let us know we will do so because i do think i haven't done it yet because my wife has actually been pretty busy but before monday before this episode releases, I plan on hopefully releasing a bonus episode with Marissa. We'll see. Okay. Good night, everybody. Peace Thanks out, for everybody. listening. Oh, next week we have an interview with a, a really cool guy named Ashawn Crawley, and I'm super excited about it. He's a professor at Duke Divinity, not Duke Divinity School, just Duke. Yeah. Um, and then in two weeks we have an episode on the books. The books, a musical group. My final note to people if they're still listening is be the Steven you wish to see in the world. <laughs> Just a little time Thank you.